subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Chuck, I don't think the uh, pictures or the videos that we occasionally see the the PG or the PJ, the private jet, do it justice. Take us inside of the cockpit. Tell us, tell us what it's like, yeah. man. Chuck I've flies never the been plane. in the cockpit. Yeah. I mean, believe me, they don't let me in the cockpit. You you're talking about the school plane? Yeah, school plane. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Well, it's just. I mean, it's a nice plane. It's um, it's been a while since I've been in it. To be very honest with you, so. Um, if you've ever been in a small private plane, that's kind of what it's like. I mean, look, you're not being fed grapes. You know, it's not as though there's, uh, you know, somebody with a big tray of champagne and all that. It's um, How do know, they get it, the palm leaves on there to look, fan you? Yeah, I, I mean, it's not like that's going on. Here's the truth. Every time I was on it, I was in the very back seat. Sometimes I sat in the bathroom. So I don't, uh, I don't know about what it was like up in the good seats. Yeah. Well, it uh, hopefully uh, the weather and everything works out. You should never know on these uh, trips so like too. this uh, because things get delayed. And we're scheduled to talk to uh, to KJ and Rocket and Landon this morning. They're going to call in uh, when they land. So hopefully that's supposed to be at eight o'clock. I know they uh, the plan was to leave around six or so and then get over here and get the uh, the, the shuttles that the the SEC provides. And they were going to give us a, a call then. So hopefully all that works out and. Nothing's delayed this morning, but uh, you're, ne- you're never in control. But you know who's in charge when you take a trip like this? The pilot. God. You're not going anywhere. Well, he's always in charge. But when that pi- I don't care who it is. You're not. That plane's not leaving the ground. The pilot says it's okay. Well, I, I can tell you many, many times on the Razorback Club circuit, um, you know, one of the standard lines, you know, when the head coach was there was that, you know, he's the second most important person here. Mm-hmm. Most important person here is a pilot. Right, uh, because he's the one getting us back home, and so yeah. But look, this is um, this stuff happens, and I would imagine they'll be there on time. If I was a betting man, I'd bet the I'd I'd bet it goes off without a hitch. Well, it's just raining, but boys, it was it was some bad thunderstorms yesterday that you uh, certainly couldn't have got in in place of. Well, we've had a couple of days under our belt. Arkansas's today. Nick Saban's this morning. We're focusing on the Razorbacks, but Chuck, I know you've been watching from afar. What? What has stood out to you so far here at SEC Media Days? Well, I, you know, this is a style over substance event. And I know that that's kind of what, uh, what people watch. Um, you know, Freeze is a, you know, he's a different type personality. He's a glib guy. Um, you know, he's one that I think attracts some attention on Media Days. Um, you know, I tend to focus on our guys, frankly, more than more than what the others say. Um, I don't know that there's... There have been a few things of substance that have come out of this so far. But the truth of the matter is, these guys at media days are graded by, you know, how well the media like them. And um, that's that's basically... You know, a a guy like Freeze might be able to talk himself up a spot or two in the media poll. Not that that means anything, but I've seen it happen before. We, we always love a well-delivered, well-turned phrase oh. line. I thought Brian Kelly had maybe one of the best we've heard so far when discussing the NIL. He said, it's not my, you know, because the, the, all this conversation about Congress and state legislatures and all this, and his line was, it's not my job to legislate it. It's my job to navigate it. And uh, I thought that was, uh, you know, a well-turned phrase, but that's really, and I think that's something I want to talk to Sam Pittman about is, you know, th- these coaches don't have control over what their state legislature or Congress does, but it's their job to figure out their edge and their advantage. Well, and a well-turned phrase at media days is, uh, you know, what people look for, very mm-hmm. honestly. And, and um, you know, he, he, he said what everybody else knows he just said it in probably a way that 
the media likes more than perhaps the way the others have said it. But there's no doubt from the moment, pardon me, that Greg Sankey took the stage on Monday, there's no doubt that NIL and the portal and the two tied together has been the underlying issue. Um, It simmered beneath the surface of every discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when you talk about the impact that a transfer portal player is going to have on a team, you're indirectly talking about NIL. You know, you may not be focusing on the NIL aspect of it, but you're indirectly talking about it because that's part of the package when a player goes from one school to the other. So to answer your original question, if, if, if there's one thing that has stood out, is that beyond the football and beyond, you know, the coach speak and the player speak and, you know, players reciting what they're told on the plane on the way down there to say, (laughs) um, you know, um, um, when you get beyond all that, you know, the real deal is this NIL and this portal and what may or may not be coming. It's already, you think about where we were 12 months ago talking about this and what it is now. Mm-hmm. You think about how quickly this has exploded, and these guys don't know how to handle it. They do not know how to handle it. And so all they can do is deliver a glib line like saying, it's not my job to legislate, it's my job to navigate. That's really all they can do. Well, and because in the end, that's all they can do. And, and we were talking with Peter Burns yesterday, and we were just talking about you know the changes in really since COVID, um, there's probably never been a sport in the history of history that's had more seismic change than college football has in the last 36 months. When you think about NIL, you think about the portal and everything that's went on to, I mean, not just affect the sport, but change it forever, Chuck, the way this game is played. Well, it's changed society forever. And football is part of society, part of our fabric in our part of the world. So it's changed it seismically, too. Um, Look, the, the effects of COVID on so much of what we do every day, sports or non-sports, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure we can even now comprehend uh, how that's affected us. And, yes, it's affected college football. There's no doubt about it. But, but you look at the portal and the NIL, which have nothing to do with a pandemic, but they, they were born, you know, they, these changes came following that when I think we all had a, a, a greater appetite for change. Nothing has probably changed the sport more in its history than NIL and Portal. Well, this happened during the aftermath of the pandemic when players had an extra year, and that compounded all of this. You had players that were in programs, and, and you know, some of them may still be around for their sixth or seventh year. And COVID gave kids options from a, uh, you know, do I want to play an extra year perspective? Mm -hmm. And then you also throw in NIL and Portal all within the same two or three year period. And it's been the perfect storm. Uh, Kirby Smart was pointing out yesterday that 17 of the 20 recruits they signed during the COVID year, he called them COVID babies, were still on the team. He said he, he challenged anyone to find any other roster in the country that could still say 17 of their 20 in a year where you had no on-campus visits. It was all by Zoom. We remember what was going on there. And now, they, now, it's easy to stay at Georgia. You're not going to leave Georgia. very. I, I understand that fact, but 17 of 20 is still hard to – to, and they, to keep out of any class. And they well, still had five guys drafted yeah. in the NFL draft last well, year. Well, it tells you how good insane. they evaluate. Yeah. It tells you how good they evaluate. shows the power of where their program is right now. Um, you know, because there were, you know, there were some players, obviously, that went places without having ever visited. But there were coaches who signed players without ever visiting with them in any respect other than on Zoom. That's great So point. you better be pretty perceptive. Now, look, they were looking for a caliber of a player most guys weren't. I, I mean, you know, yeah. you didn't. You Some of these guys were hard a, to miss on. Yeah. You didn't have to be a football savant to figure out a lot of these five stars were going to be good players. So, um, you know, they did have an advantage from that perspective. But um, for schools like Arkansas particularly, those periods were difficult because you were, again, basing your decision as much on a Zoom call as they were basing theirs. Looking to be the first team to three-peat in college football since the 1930s in Minnesota. Kirby Smart talked about that yesterday, and uh, 
I think he's having a hard time getting an audience with his team on understanding 1930s football. We have not addressed that with them. We've certainly looked at some three-peat scenarios of teams like the Bulls and different sports teams that they might actually know about. No offense to the Minnesota 1935 team, but I don't know if it's going to resonate with my audience. So we're going to try to – I don't care about the three-peat, the two-peat, or the one-peat. I care about complacency. And if the focus is on that and the outcomes, I think the rest will take care of itself in terms of allowing our guys to focus on, on being the best they can be. He referenced the Chicago Bulls, but we even heard Harold Perkins didn't know who MJ was last year. So you could say like the Lakers, that would be something that this generation might know who won three straight titles. But the, the complacency is the term he used several times oh, yesterday. He, yeah. not trying to, he probably used it oh, 10 yeah. times yesterday in, in, in 30 minutes. It was right out of the book of saving, Chuck. I mean, he talked about complacency for 30 minutes yesterday. You know, that that, that was uh, Kirby had a lot of uh, saving oh, tendencies. I thought in his address think, yesterday, and the way he was just kind of framing things. So this all started in Fayetteville. You have Dwayne Mathis had a terrible first half against Arkansas. Dwayne Mathis, however you say his name, Bennett comes in and leads them to a yeah. much better second half, and he's been their quarterback the last several years. They go on to win again back to back national championships. That's turned over now. Yeah. Beck's going to be their guy. He said uh, he's looked the better in the summer, in the spring, whatever. He's going to be their quarterback the next year. Can they pull an Alabama where they cycle through quarterbacks? It doesn't matter, and they still figure it out and find their way in a national championship. Well, I've got a new coordinator too. So I mean, it's yeah, uh, Munkin, I forgot um, about that. You know, that's a uh, that's a football issue. You know, an on the field issue, um, and they'll either figure that part out or they won't. But I just think bigger picture right now, when you look at some of the things that have gone on off the field, uh, and look, these uh, having a speeding, speeding ticket and not paying your fines not smart, but it doesn't make you a criminal and it doesn't make you a bad guy. It makes you somebody who thinks that you don't have to deal with consequences. And he may have a room full of guys like that who feel like they're at the point right now where they don't have to deal with consequences anymore. They're immune from that. That's one of the things that begins to chip away at what you've built and the culture that you've created and all the things that have to happen off the field for you to do what they've done on the field. So, you know, complacency is a broad term. It's a broad term. You can, you know, still be doing everything right, but you don't go 15-0. and 0. Um but some of these things that have happened off the field with them, well, I don't think if you were to isolate two or three of them, I don't know that they're terribly big deals. It's not life-altering for these kids. Certainly, you know, what happened with the automobile accident was. But these speeding tickets are not that big a deal in terms of their lives. But it does, to me, make me wonder, you know, where they are in terms of their unit. And is the hunger still there? And that's going to be his challenge and his staff's challenge, and they're going to have to do that every day. Are you less likely to think Georgia's going to win the national title in three-peat fashion? What do you think? Call us or text us on the McClarty Daniel hotline, 877-377-6963. We'll read through some of the text coming up here on the Morning Rush, live from Radio Row in Nashville. You know, if you read and you keep up with the housing market, you know that, you know, things seem to change every day. And a lot of it depends upon sometimes where you are, where you live. Weiger Realtors, the Griffin Company, understands that. And that's why, you know, when it came time for me to make a decision on who I was going to partner with, that's one of the reasons that I went with them. Because I felt like they were the best trained. They were the pros. They were the ones who understood it really better than anybody else. And, you know, things do change not just for a buyer or a seller, but the market changes. And you want somebody that's well-versed in that, somebody who does this for a living every day, someone who's well-trained. And that was my experience as a buyer and a seller with Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. And I think it'll be your experience, too. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith. They're in Branson now, uh, servicing Missouri. And you can always log on to WeikerGriffin.com. There's been 12 different teams try and fail to complete the three-peat in college football since the 30s. Does that make you feel like Georgia's less likely to win 
the national title just based on history? Oh. Does that have anything to do with anything? Kirby was on one of those teams, the Alabama team that won yeah. the Natty in 2011 and 2012, and they came up just short to Auburn in 2013 thanks to, uh, again, an incredible kick six. And, I mean, that's about as close as you can get. I, I mean, there's a reason that hasn't happened since the 30s. Well, it's so, incredibly yeah, difficult. I think, yeah. I, I well, think, if, I think if, it goes it, back to what we were talking about off the field. I think uh, I think that's what makes it so difficult. You know, Bill Parcells used to talk about this and how difficult it was to recapture that hunger, and that was your biggest challenge. Um, you know, the Bulls are a team that gets discussed a lot, respectfully. I don't think that was about Phil Jackson. I think that was about Michael Jordan mm-hmm. and the players that were around him. Pros are, you know, the players run the league in the pros. In college, it's incumbent upon the staff to recreate that magic every year and recreate that hunger every year. And that's a really hard thing to do. I think that's got more to do with it, frankly, than anything. And Georgia has every one of their on-field assistants back from last year's championship yeah. team. That, that rarely happens where a coordinator doesn't move up to a head coaching job. Someone Was Bobo with them last year? Was Bobo with them last year? Monk, are you talking about the new OC? Munkin yeah. either left last year or the year before. I can't Kirby remember. Kirby directly right. said, and we got All the right. audio somewhere, that well, everyone on that staff was I think. Well, I think Bobo may have been an analyst. He may have been an analyst. Right. Yeah. Now, some analysts and, uh, left. I'm not uh, like these yeah. full-time yeah. assistants. Well, yeah. I got you. I he, got you. Here's the, here's the thing. Their, their schedule's horrible. They were supposed to play Oklahoma this year. That got nixed through the SEC because of what's happening the following year. They are not going to get tested until November for a quality football team. Now, they might not show up a game like they did in Columbia last year, but they don't face a test till they travel to Knoxville on November the 18th. So, and from, and from a talent equitable standpoint, not to say that they won't get at least played by some other teams, that it's hard to not only keep a team motivated that's gone back-to-back national champions, but you're looking at the schedule and you're like, they're going to be double-digit favorites in every game till maybe that point. I find it difficult to believe that a team with a new quarterback and a new offensive coordinator is not going to be tested before November. Now, we may, based on what's happened in the past, look at the schedule and say they're not going to be tested. I find it difficult to believe they won't be tested. Well, that's what I'm saying. If from a talent standpoint... I mean, they got tested by Vanderbilt last year, right? When it's 17, 16? Missouri. Missouri. That's what what I'm saying. From a talent standpoint, there's no one that can stack up against them on the field until that game in Knoxville. But... Like we saw last year in Columbia, they're going to overlook a team. They're going to look past them. When you brought up some good points about the quarterback, that's going to make it a game when it shouldn't be at that well, point. Well, uh, you know, you got to give the other side a little bit of credit. I mean, I, you know, Missouri played a heck of a game when they played Georgia last year, maybe their best game of the season. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to, um, you know, I'm not going to say that the only way they lose is if they don't show up. But I do think they're going to be tested. And, you know, hey, Alabama was tested. We act like Alabama beat everybody 50 to nothing. That was when they got in the playoff, played teams from the other leagues. Um, you know, they didn't, they didn't mop up everybody in our league like that. Most of us, but not everybody. Um, Georgia's done the same thing. But, you know, again, the challenge is for them to be able to do what Alabama was able to do. Um, you know, some people think it may be slipping in Alabama. I, I don't know that I'm among them. But, um, you know, the challenge for Georgia right now is to make sure every year is its own year. And what happened the year before is thrown away when, when practice starts in August. I think I've con- convinced myself that Texas is going to go in there week two and win into Tuscaloosa. I you convinced, convinced myself of that. I've convinced yeah. myself yeah. of that. Well, then why even play? I, I, I've convinced myself that Quinn Ears and company are going to win that <laughs> football game. And I, I don't know. It's, I'm hoping that they lose a couple more after that, including when Arkansas travels there do, in October. Do you have any but football basis for that other than your gut feeling? Better quarterback. Sarkeesian knows a lot of those players. I... And I think, again, the uh, I don't think his How many second does he game know, of the season. Considering the hey, this isn't Madden, man. Hey, this is yeah. not Madden. This is about the big boys. This is not a Madden game. Second game of the season with a quarterback you have no idea, whether it's Simpson, whether it's Milrow, whether it's Buckner. It's going to be Milrow. It's going to be You think Milrow. it's going to be Milrow? See, yeah. I've heard different things from Bama people as of last night. I, 
Anybody that like was actually around when they practiced, or just buddies from Alabama? Well, some guys at the bar. I mean, you know. yeah, it's okay. Guys, I mean, guys somebody, that have, I mean, somebody some working knowledge or what? Some, wor- <laughs> some working knowledge of what's going on in in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I mean, the, the rooftop bar many, up uh, top floor. How many passes did, did Milrow throw again? What three last year? What, he throw like three or four in that game? All I know is he went 80 on the Hogs, and that pretty well Oh, you mean game. when Jordan Dominic is getting his face mask yanked to the ground, that third and 15 play, I that was no that, call? Again, oh, you, I remember that. If you base everything that's going to happen this year on what happened last year with a player, you're, you, you're going to be incorrect a lot of the times. I mean, Milrow, uh, Alabama's going to be different. They're going to be different offensively. They're not going to throw the ball around the way they mm-hmm. have. They're going to win lots of games between the tackles. At least they're going to try to. They won't be as dynamic offensively, but they will still be Alabama. And I know there there may be some who can't remember, but I remember when Alabama would push you around and whip your butt, and they might throw it 15 times. Mm-hmm. And um, Saban didn't run this kind of offense when he turned it around initially at Alabama. They lined up and they wanted what I would call the Alabama way, you know, from the old days. They'll go back to that this year. They'll still be Alabama. I mean, anybody that's writing them off, and I say this, I know, Ty, you've convinced yourself they're going to lose three or four times, but I don't think that's going to happen. I just, when they start giving up 30, 40 points a game, you know, when teams start gashing them Mm -hmm. and hitting them with big plays, dominating the kicking game, I'll start thinking, yeah, somebody might beat them. Somebody might, you know, they might lose three or four games. Hey, Texas may go in there and beat them, but I wouldn't bet a nickel on it. They didn't force any turnovers last year. Golding goes to Ole Miss. Kevin Steele, who's been in the SEC okay. for, it seems like, a couple decades. coming in. No, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually adding to your point because I think their defense is going to be better. But they did get gashed last year. Jaden Daniels gashed them. Hinton Hooker gashed them. There was another game or two that they got torched. Yeah. That's not typical Alabama. They're not the same defensively, yeah. but they made up for it in offense. Well, that's why those guys were all Americans in all conference. They're good players. I mean, they're good players. Yeah. I'm sure Saban's done nothing in the offseason to address Hopefully those deficiencies not. either. So I bet he did even thought about it, right? Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Hey everybody, now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking to lose a little weight, get that lake body ready, that river body, whatever body you're trying to get going this summer. You can do that with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast and it's quick and it's easy. Plus, no one has time to cook in the summer. We're off going on vacation. We're helping out with the kids. This, again, helps skip that trip to the grocery store, the prepping, the cleaning, all that in just one quick meal. It's fresh, it's never frozen, and it's ready in just two minutes. All you have to do is heat and eat. And again, this is awesome, premium, ready-to-eat meals. 34-plus options. Listen to some of these. Bruschetta shrimp risotto, green goddess chicken, grilled steakhouse filet mignon, and again, ready in just two minutes. So whether it's for lunch, you're just doing it on the go, or you're just trying to be calorie conscientious this summer, you can do it with Factor. Plus 30 grams of protein each meal with each serving. Again, all these different flavor-packed options, keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, whatever you're looking for, you can do it with Factor. Plus, there's about 45 plus add-ons as well, including breakfast items. Don't forget about that as well. 100% is what you're going to get with Factor. This July, take advantage and again, order Factor two minutes, no less. Head to factormeals.com. Again, F-A-C-T-O-R meals.com. Dot com and enter the code slash HTL50. 
50. Again, factormeals.com slash HTL50. And use that code HTL50 to get 50% off your order. Again, 50% off your order this July. That's, again, HTL50. HTL50, 50% off your meal for Factor. And, again, that is August as well. You're going to get in both July and August 50% off. Just use the code HTL50. Try Factor today. Again, factormeals.com slash HTL50. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. What would you do if you won the billion tonight? That's the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Uh, we'll read through some of those this morning. Probably already got a few already. Pointer so. said he'd buy an NFL franchise. That's not, you need more well, than. That, that would continue to print money. Yeah. You That'd know? be a down payment. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a billion wouldn't get you there. I mean, it would no. be your 20% down. Do those? Yeah. those Arvest Bank would have to get the rest. So they already have an NFL franchise when, at when Arvest the, Bank. When those guys buy, and y'all have to help me on this because this is way over my head. I know I, I come across well, as we know all about a, a it. financial yeah, we know wizard. All about buying it, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't have to have all that cash and, like, Give it to in suitcases in twenties. Okay. Yeah, right. you show up at Roger Goodell's office with suitcases full of twenties. Okay, that's how it works. You I mortgage was... every single thing you have in some cases, and in mm-hmm. other cases, you uh, you get other people's money to pay for it. And if that's not enough, you ask the city to pass a tax increase so they'll pay for part of it. Before you know it, you got a stadium and you didn't spend anything at all. Yeah. See, I think Jerry uh, Jones did it differently. Jerry Jones would tell you he mortgaged everything he had for it. Yeah. I don't I don't know that he's got everything mortgaged now, but you know, way back then maybe so. See, I'm not sinking my money into an NFL franchise. I'm gonna be and I, I know this this guy had a bad rap, but I'm gonna be the Nevin Shapiro of Arkansas. He was the guy in Miami. I'm gonna do whatever he's I can to make sure or, yeah. or make sure uh, what's um T. Boone Pickens. I want to be known well, as the T. Boone Pickens of Arkansas. Right. I mean, and that would be my position is Arkansas would never have another NIL issue. No. If, if we won a billion dollars in the lottery. I mean, it'd be over. So, you know, whoever we want. Be What's the price? seat on the plane. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. On my plane. Coach. The team would fly well, on my plane. Well, well, well. According to the NCAA, boosters are not supposed to get preferential treatment if they get – I mean, it's just like the, some of the stuff that the NCAA came out. I was reading Ross Dellinger's report that was like, well, you're not supposed to get these amenities if you help this. And that's just like – this stuff is happening all across the country in college football. All right, so what, would, what would you do with the billion? You can text us on the McClarty-Daniel hotline. Arkansas is on their way. They're going to be here in the building in less than an hour. We're supposed to talk to the guys in about 30 minutes or so uh, when they land here in Nashville. Uh, I, I would imagine they have been to Walker Brothers or somewhere. They're going to be well-dressed when they roll up in here to the Grand Hyatt. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Um, kids are into shoes now. You know, they're really into that. And uh, kicks, you know, like uh, Ty. He's always got his new kicks. And I've seen so, a, lot of, uh, uh, a lot of new Nikes with the suits this week. Well, you know, they're, tennis shoes with the they're into that footwear. I'm yeah. uh, you know, KJ's kind of a fashionista. And so, uh, you know, we'll see what he uh we'll see what he shows up in today. Oh, that hey, that's what the players talk about. Yeah. You're wondering about what it's like on the school plane. They they're talking about what everybody's wearing. You know, oh. that's what they're doing. They're talking about clothes, stuff like that. They're talking about everything but football, and a lot of it revolves around how they look that day. These guys are 20, 21, 22 oh, yeah. years old, right? Now, that plane, I, but here's the thing. You want to know what happened on the way down here? That plane left Fayetteville at 6. That means those guys got up somewhere in the 4 a.m. hour to get ready. You know what they did on the way down here? They slept. <laughs> that's what probably a 21-year-old do. To that. They, they, you know, they may be uh, doing some chatting on the way back, but there's probably a lot of napping 
uh, on the way down here would be my guess. We had uh, Chuck when you were on. Um, we had Brooks Ellis on this this past week, and Brooks was Brooks was telling us just kind of explaining that the setup and everything. He mentioned Walker Brothers, of course. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of like, hey, I'm going to one up you today. Yeah. I'm going to look better yeah. than you today. And big deal to him. You mentioned K. Did, did you Chuck? Did you happen to see what uh, Jalen Daniels, the Kansas quarterback, was wearing? Last week, he had a chain, a $50,000 chain that had his highlights on reel that were playing no, I didn't, at Big uh, 12 Media Days. I didn't see that. I, I missed that. Chuck's got something similar. He yeah. has a chain with all of his touchdown calls. Uh, that it, yeah. You hit the button, it says press 50, here. $50,000? Is that what yeah. you said? Yeah, 50K. Yeah. 50Gs. Wow. That was about 48 more than you were going to give me, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, uh, that's a lot of... Uh, that's a lot of NIL money, right? Well, it's obviously Ooh. well thought out and well spent, too. That might be all the NIL money. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> we uh, So we got a chance to catch up with Jaden Daniels on Monday. We actually got a chance to interview Will Rogers yesterday, the Mississippi State quarterback, who had, had some very complimentary things to say, and KJ. And what's interesting about those two is they – they know each other from high school, Sardis, and I know I think he's from Columbia, Mississippi, mm-hmm. if I remember that right. So they have the a working knowledge of one another, and they've competed really since high school. Will Rogers is good; he's a good player, and um, I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic there to watch what they do offensively. I listened to a lot of what Zach Arnett said yesterday, and you know this is not going to be the air raid uh, the way it was. Now I do think it's going to be wide open. But it's not obviously going to be what Mike Leach did. I thought, hey, he was great against the Razorbacks. I mean, he was just great that day. And I think he's really good. And uh, But I'll be interested to see what uh, what they do offensively and uh, you know how they blend everything together now. If there's a team poised to exceed expectations. And every publication I've looked at, they're either picked last or or second to last. Auburn and Mississippi State seem to be popular choices for that spot. If there is a team that I think is poised to, and I'm not saying win the division or anything of that nature, but win more than anyone's expecting, I think it's State. I think there's a team that with Will Rogers back and with eight returning starters on offense, they they could win four or five SEC games and maybe win eight or nine again this year. You know, they were picked last in the West at this event a year ago, and they ended up winning nine games. What they finish? Third in the West, if I'm not That's mistaken. Right. Yep. So, um, you know, they'll be picked last, I would imagine. Uh, maybe maybe Auburn, I don't know. But they'll be picked near the bottom of the media poll whenever that's taken. And, um, you know, they'll face the same challenge that they face every year in that regard. Mississippi State, and here's the thing. You look at their front seven. You look at some of those guys on that line. They're going to play a 3-3-5. But they swear it's going to be a physical 3-3-5. If it's not, they're going to get pushed around. Um, You know, Arnett was a San Diego State guy. He's a West Coast guy. He's not really been at very many spots. Uh, Leach turned him loose and just told him to be aggressive. Uh, You know, I'm going to be interested to see how it works there. But what I'm driving at, they got a nose tackle, that Pickering fella that's like 6'4 and about 325, and he's a load. They've got a good defensive front seven. They're, they're, they're pretty good up front. And I say front seven, I guess, in their system, front six. I don't know exactly how they're going to line up every time. I'm sure one guy's going to walk up. But... You know, that to me is an interesting team. I'm not going to go so far as to say I think they're going to finish third again uh, because you do have a new head coach, and it is going to be different. But um, they'll be better than people think. Yeah. I think they're going to surprise some folks. Arkansas, that's a swing game for the Razorbacks, one of your key home games. And uh, that's a game I I just really think if Arkansas is going to come close to eight wins or nine wins, that's a game you must win. So uh, I think that will be a battle this year. I don't think it will be a – you know, a decided victory either way like it was a year ago. Well, if you're going to be what you want to be, you got to beat the Mississippi school. I mean, Missouri. if you're going to be an eight- or a nine-win team, you, you, you've got to beat the Mississippi schools. You just have to. Mm-hmm. And they're saying the same thing. If you're at Ole Miss, you're saying, if we're going to be a nine-win team, we got to beat Mississippi State, we got to beat Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And same if you're at Starkville. we got to beat Ole Miss, got to beat Arkansas. I think those have been, and it's because of where we stack up. You know, those have been pivotal games for all the teams. Now, 
will one of those three teams emerge? You know, to me, when I look at the Western Division right now, the interesting part in all this is who among teams like Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, is there going to be one of those three teams that emerges out of what's become a, you know, a trio, basically, over the last several years? Now, I think Arkansas is better positioned to do that than the other teams are. Um, but I think that that's, you know, you look at the division right now, and those are, you know, those are going to be big games. When Arkansas plays yep. Mississippi State, it is going to be a big game. You're right. It's going to be the same when they play Ole Miss and Missouri. Those games you think you ought to win, um, you know, those are the difference sometimes between, you know, playing in Tampa, playing in Memphis. I had a great time in Memphis, but there's a difference. And, yeah. you know, a couple of wins is the difference. And that, you know, those are the games you got to find a way to come out on top. You win those three, you win eight. I think that's for sure. Got a chance to hear from Clark Lee, Kirby Smart, Zach Arnett, and then also Hugh Freeze yesterday. Hugh Freeze has been the best, at least to listen to, of the seven coaches. I want you all to listen to how he describes his offensive coordinator and, and then parallel that to Jimbo Fisher. Here's Coach Freeze on Philip Montgomery, his OC. And obviously Philip will be the primary play caller, but obviously I have the right to step in and say I need to see something. And the great thing is Philip's been in the head coach's seat and he's been in the coordinator's seat and he gets that, but I have great trust in him, have been very impressed, and obviously it's the same system that we've just melted into his terminology and I needed that truthfully. I've done my terminology truthfully since high school. See how smooth, see how easy going he was when asked that question. Now, pit that against how Jimbo answered when asked about Bobby Petrino yesterday. I'm the boss. We're the boss. We'll do it at the end of the day. But you listen to everybody's opinion. Everybody can voice their opinion. I, I want guys with opinion. I want guys who have knowledge. No, but I, I'm not going to get into schematics and full wide. We do everything. We're not going to get into that. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say exactly what we're going to do or how we're going to do it. But I'm not, I'm not trying to avoid anything. I just don't want to create advantages or narratives out there for what goes on. But listen, Bobby was hired for a reason. He'll call a lot of I mean, hopefully he'll call the game. He was bewildered when he was asked about that two days ago. All he had to do was do exactly what Hugh Freeze did yesterday. I hired him to be the OC. He's going to call the plays. I'm going to step in yesterday. Instead, he went in circles. He went all over the place. And that just left people with more questions than answers to this point. And that's why I think, again, I'm I'm the lone wolf on this show when it comes to this opinion. I think there's going to be an issue in College Station. Well, I don't think what you're talking about amounts to anything, respectfully. I mean, I, 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 don't, I, I don't think the fact that Hugh Freeze is a better talker than Jimbo Fisher, I don't think it means anything other than Hugh Freeze wins media day. So what? I mean, um, if you had all of Jimbo's remarks, on, I'm not taking it for Jimbo. I just don't think there's anything to this. Um, Jimbo basically said the same thing. He just didn't say it as articulately as Freeze did. That's why I say, you know, um, we put too much emphasis on who's the most glib. Now, you know, maybe because it's media days, that's all we have. But that doesn't mean anything. It just means Freeze put together a better soundbite. To me, Jimbo's ego's not going to let him say it publicly and then privately behind the scenes, it's going to get in the way of the well. This is a well, national why, champion uh, why do you coach. think that? Why do you think Hugh Freeze will necessarily turn everything over to Philip Montgomery just because he said because he, he doesn't going have to the same ego? Days? He doesn't have the same ego as Jimbo does. Are you Jimbo kidding does. me? Are he you kidding me? The, he does not have the same ego as Jimbo Fisher oh, Okay. All right. Tom. He's been humbled a little bit over the last four five years. I, he has. How much time a, have you spent around these guys, Ty? I ask that respectfully. How much time have you spent around these guys? I mean, based on listening. I, 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 I'm not talking about based on listening. I'm talking about having been around. Buffalo Wild Wings just dropped two new sauces for a limited time to try in your traditional or boneless wings. Come into any participating Buffalo Wild Wings and try our new Buffalo Ranch or Honey Garlic Sauce. Visit your Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Fort Smith, and Jonesboro to try the new Buffalo Ranch or Honey Garlic Sauce. While supplies last, get yours today. Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! 
It's Christmas in July. Give your family the gift of true comfort this summer with an HVAC system replacement from Pascal. No packages to unwrap, no batteries to buy, and no assembly required. Financing is available for as low as $99 a month and no money down with up to $2,000 in tax credits and savings. Don't wait for December. Get your holiday savings now. Schedule your free estimate today. GoPascal.com. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Chuck Sam gets his his day going at about nine o'clock here in Nashville, and then he'll finish about one. Uh, these uh, these events are great, and, and Sam, I remember, had definitely a couple funnies last year on set and across the airwaves. He'll do well today. I don't have any doubt about that. Um, Coach Pittman's a genuine guy, and I think that comes across no matter who he's speaking to. I think people always feel like he's talking to them. Uh, he's got the likability factor, that's for sure. Um, look, you know, people it, at events like these, um, you know, part of the package is going in and at least trying to be entertaining. And um, he'll do a good job in that regard. And I think the players will, too. Just don't be Eli Drinkowitz. <laughs> it went on and on and on and You know, on. he had a far different personality this time around than I, I you know, uh, um, he looked really, I, the part that I saw, I was just, he, he looked head coachish up there. Yeah. And there are times when, you know, he, he appeared a little brash maybe before. But, um, you know, they're in a, you know, they're in a, Spot not unlike Arkansas. I mean, they've um, um, they got a lot of things to prove. Still a lot he, of things to do. He came by on Radio Row and was very personable when visiting with Matt and, and myself on, on a, about a 10-minute interview. But uh, I know there was just some conversation about how lengthy it was. And uh, even so, I think it was uh, Kirby Smart yesterday even poked some fun at Eli over that in the, in the word count. So uh, He was filibustering. Uh, he didn't, yeah, and, and some believe you don't want to take the questions when you when you go that route. So maybe he was, maybe, maybe he I knew think, exactly what he was doing. He knew that. Hey, there's a this is a televised event. There is a 30 minute slot. Um, if, you, if you talk for 26, then you only got to take questions well, for four. You know that that's an interesting point because sometimes at events like these, you have to ask the question: Who's he talking to? Whether it's Eli Drinkwitz or whether it's any other coach, who's he talking to? Is he talking to the audience? Is he talking to recruits? Is he talking to his athletic director? Good point. Is he talking to uh, is, is he talking to the media? Does he care about what the media is asking, or does he have things he wants to talk about that day that, by golly, he's going to get to? And if there are questions he's wanting to avoid, he's figured out a way how he's going to do it. Um, all those things come into play. And I always wonder when I hear a coach say some of the things that he said. I'll take Hugh Freeze's comment about Philip Montgomery. Um, I took that as a coach who was talking to his fan base. Talking to his fan base. Um, It doesn't matter other than just interesting conversation fodder to the rest of us. But it matters a lot to their people. That's what they want. And so he's talking to them. And so I do always wonder when these guys speak, who exactly is their audience for that comment? We mentioned earlier, Rocket and KJ are going to get pushed by Sam Pittman and touted. He's going to tell everyone what great guys they are off the field as well as on the field. I, I think another one of the things that he's going to push is Dan Enos and Travis Williams. And we had a buddy, Chuck Oliver, who does sports radio in Atlanta, just walk over and ask me how recruiting was going. 
Arkansas right now, again, has nine of their top 16 commits that are four stars. There's an idea out there that you might have some more coming, some rumors, and again, until they become substantiated, you got to wait on that. But I think that's the, the other thing that he's going to push is what his assistants are doing on the recruiting trail right now with this upcoming class. I, you know, and with I'm sure he'll talk about how recruiting's going well, yeah. but I doubt if you'll ever hear any coach at one of these events say, "No, we're not getting it done right now." Yeah, um, fire three. Guys. I think recruiting is going well. I think, you know, I think recruiting is going well, but I think probably at every school in the league, there's reason to feel good about yourself in that area. Yeah, but I think you could point out that Sam Pittman and his staff have been very good in the portal. I mean, they've elevated their roster in the portal and they you know we'll see this year that the proof they haven't had the pudding yet so we don't have the proof yet but um they have been very good when it comes to making portal selections no doubt about it and uh you know one of the guys that's going to be there today land jackson is someone that they picked up out of the portal rocket and kj are going to get the lion's share of the attention and rightly so but you know landon jackson's a guy that i mean he's projected to be an nfl player this guy's six seven and 270 um, he he passes the eye test, that's for sure. And I think they expect great things out of him this year. Coach Pittman said a lot of good things about him during the spring. That is your hog update this morning. It's brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888 sparky Chuck, you made reference to it right there. Recruiting's going well. Some of the uh, the quotes that we hear. In the offseason, Tommy and I were kicking this around yesterday, maybe the most overused offseason quote. Will Rogers that we had on yesterday, Tommy, you remember when he said we're just tanking it one day at a time, and he smiled at us when he said that. I just started laughing because that is a coach-player cliche. Chuck, you've been doing this a long time, man. What is the most overused offseason quote that we hear from coaches or players? Well, lately it's been the term process. You know, Saban made the term trust the process popular about 10 years ago, and everybody says it now. Uh, oh, you got to trust the process. Now it's true. I, I'm not saying it's not true, but that's become a fallback phrase. Yeah. Truth is buried in every phrase. You do take it one game at a time, and you trust the process while taking it one game at a time. Are there odds on the bet, Saracen app, if he says rat poison today, or how many well, times he be. mentions rat poison? Because, again, he gets things going before – Sam Pittman's in the media room, and I would guess that at some point is going to come out during his speech, if not the uh, the smaller conversations that he has. Rat poison. Let me see. Bet Saracen at the over-under is uh, six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking the over. I'm taking right. the over with Coach Pittman on that. I am curious to hear what Saban has to say. He's going to get asked about the quarterback. He's not going to probably give us much of anything on that, but, I mean, I'd – there are some – I know we say this, the amount of talent they lose every year, but you lost the best quarterback he's ever had. You lost the best defensive player in college football, and you lost the first-round running back on a team that, again, only lost two games by four points, but you would just wonder how Alabama is going to do this year. Maybe they'll go on a revenge tour. Maybe they'll run through their schedule. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. We have a treat for you here on the Morning Rush as we go to the McClarty Daniel Hotline where we have Rocket Sanders, K.J. Jefferson, and Landon Jackson with us. Rocket is up first. 
Rocket, I'm just going to get right to the point. Are you the best dressed of your two teammates in that plane right now? Oh, yeah. Are you ready for today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Got to have the confidence. So what, uh, what have you been looking forward to about this event? I know for you and Landon, this is your first time. Your teammate, KJ, and, of course, Coach Bittman, he's been around the block with this. What have they kind of told you leading up to today? Um, just, just be yourself, you know, smile, um, just enjoy, enjoy the moment. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of guys don't get this opportunity, so just take advantage of it. Rocket, one thing people may not know about you is you've got a, a young son that, uh, that you're raising while playing college football. What kind of challenges does that present you? And I, I know he's uh, from everyone I've talked to around you. He's the, he's your pride and joy. Oh yeah, definitely my pride and joy. But, um, I, I say time management, man, just, Whatever, whatever I put in on the field and off the field, you know, um, just just giving back to them whenever I can. That can be a FaceTime call or whenever I go back home. Um, you know, it's a, it's a different love, you know, a different feeling. What's been the hardest thing about being a parent and a, and a football player at the same time? Mm, probably just the time. That I, like I said, the time management just with me just having to FaceTime him sometimes and not seeing him every day. Just with practice and, you know, with fall camp or, you know, just, just us practicing and workout, you know what I mean? Just telling myself that it's going to be good, you know, and just always having high standards for myself. Now, we understand that KJ's quite the, the fashionista, that he, he is really into fashion. Did did he help you pick out your, your fits for today? I mean, is, is or did you do all that on your own? Oh, I did, I did it on my own, you know. Just I, I'm, I'm gonna be a little slight today, a little slight, a little slight drip. What they say, like a little slight drip. There it is. <laughs> there. Drip factor is definitely at ten right now, isn't it, Rocket? Oh yeah. Well, you've gotten to get a lot of preseason accolades, man. There's a lot of people that are going to put you on the first team all LSEC ballot. And again, you had a great season last year. When you get all these different people saying positive things about you, how do you stay focused on the task ahead this fall? Oh, um, really? It's, it's, ble- it's a blessing, you know. It's a blessing to have all that. But um, I, I really just really focusing on the season. You know, what's in head? What's up? What's in front of me? You know what I mean. So just prepare myself for the season and those good things. You know, um, just always praying and and just making sure that I'm worrying about what's the task, the task that I that I got in front of me. Yeah. Is KJ nearby? Is he, is he close to you? Yeah, he's close by me. All right. Can you hand him the phone? Yes, sir. I'll ask him about it. Let's see what he's. Let's Rocket, thanks for talking, man. Yeah, man. We appreciate you coming on with us. They're in the car all the way over here to the Grand Hyatt. We thought we just. Drop in with him. KJ, what's up, man? Hello. How you hey, KJ, here on the morning rush with Chuck and Ty and Tommy. How was the flight down? Oh, it was good. It was good. I mean, rain caught us on the on the, uh, on the way down, landed. But I mean, everything else is pretty smooth. Well, um, how excited are you for today? This isn't this isn't your first rodeo here at SEC Media Days. I'm extremely excited, honored, blessed, uh, humbled uh, just to be able to be, be able to come to another SEC Media Days uh, second year doing it. So, I mean, I kind of know what to expect, and uh, I'm just excited and uh, ready to get the show started. KJ, I know sometimes ESPN or CBS catches you in your kind of pregame routine before games. So what what do you listen to before you take the field? I'm kind of all over the place a little bit. Uh, I listen to slow jam sometimes. I listen to something that give me high. But uh, I listen to uh, quite a few artists. I listen to uh, Lil Baby, uh, NBA Young Boy, Gunner, uh, and just name a few right there. Okay. Well, we just heard from Rocket that he is. Uh, he feels like he feels pretty good in his fits today. I know you're a guy that again uh, prides himself in on looking good in occasions like this. How would you rate yourself walking in? He's not just one of the best quarterbacks, but in terms of the best dressed players heading into this event. Uh, today I didn't I see. Today I kind of I kind of went slight today. I didn't really do much today. Cause I mean, I just I want to let my uh, rocket and land them shine today, so I ain't want to just, you know show those guys. So today I probably rate. <laughs> you took like, it easy on them, huh? Maybe like taking yeah, it easy on them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so maybe like I probably give it like a good seven. 
<laughs> they're shaking their head at you right yeah. now, KJ. They're like, oh, my God. No. I understand. From what I understand, you're you're kind of into clothes. You're kind of a you, – you kind of all about the clothes and the fashion and the look. Is that right? Yes, sir. That's one of your deals. What 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 got what kind of keep, keeps you interested in that? Uh, just I mean, just I mean, I feel like just uh, how my family is. I mean, we always want to look good. We always want to make sure. I mean, my mom always told me your appearance is everything. So just being able to just take that and just always want to look good, look the part. Yeah. And I mean, just it just gives you that self confidence, that booster. Even if you go into a, a situation feeling nervous, your appearance can just boost that confidence and strike up a conversation with anybody just based on your appearance. I guess we should know it. those custom-made shirts your mom wears to the game. Those, those are pretty sharp <laughs> right there. Yeah. So, hey, yesterday uh, your old buddy Will Rogers stopped by, Mississippi State quarterback. He's talking about his time in Mississippi and how y'all kind of grew up around one another. Uh, what when, when you think about Will Rogers, he has some really kind things to say about you. What – uh, what do you remember playing around in, in, in the state of Mississippi and, and kind of competing against him growing up? Oh, it was really fun. I mean, coming from Mississippi, I mean, we always, I feel like every athlete in Mississippi had a chip on their shoulder. I mean, but we're just an overlooked state, and we have a lot of talent that come out of Mississippi that go unnoticed. So, I mean, just being able to play with that chip on your shoulder from Mississippi and just hold that grudge. And uh, Will, I mean, excellent guy. I mean, I actually played against him in the 707 in the championship. And they beat us that year, but I mean, uh, excellent guy. I mean, just always doing the right thing. We never hit nothing good anything wrong in the community or anything like that. So I mean, always kudos to him for being able to just be that leader on the field and off the field in the community and back in uh, back in Mississippi at his high school. Yeah. I seen him do a couple of things back at his high school and stuff too. So I mean, just just go to show you that I mean, he he he. he uh, just being a kid from Mississippi, I mean, it shows a lot of pride. He takes pride in this as well as I do. So, I mean, I just love the way he uh, carries himself off the field more than on the field as well. What's the one question today you're prepared to answer 55 times? Uh, the question that I'm prepared to answer. <laughs> what do you expect uh, to hear a lot of today? How do you feel about this upcoming season? Ah, that's a good one right there. Hey, let me be the first to ask you today. How are, th- how are things going with you and Dan Enos in this transition? I think that might be number two. So let me be the first to ask you. Uh, it's going really good. I mean, because Enos is a really great guy, very intelligent. Uh, also, just showing me the ropes, uh, just breaking down the offense and uh, so I can get a better understanding of everything, of how he would call uh, plays during the game. So. We just also just meet, uh, talk on the phone, text each other throughout the day, just picking each other's brain, building a relationship, building a bond, just so he can trust me and I can trust him. So it's been going great. Uh, I've been embracing it since uh, day one since he came in in spring. We had a great spring together. So I'm just looking forward to going into fall camp and just building on those uh, tactics that we had in spring. I've contended that the most important number in your stat line this year is the number 12, and that's game started. Uh, that was a struggle last year, staying healthy. What have you done maybe different in the offseason? Is, is there anything you can do to prepare to to be more durable in a in a very rugged SEC? Uh, train harder. I mean, that's the main thing. Uh, with our strength staff, I mean, they're putting us through a lot. Um, just because of playing SEC ball, knowing the season going to be long, it's going to be tough, it's going to be physical. So being able to just attack each and every workout and just – Make sure I just uh, maximize my time while I'm working out, and also put my body through a lot. Now, so when the season do come, I'm feeling fresh, I'm feeling good, and nothing's going to stop me from being out there, being on the field with my teammates. All right. We're talking with K.J. Jefferson again on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. K.J., Thomas just asking about the season. I know a lot of people are wondering about the wide receiver position. You, of course, have firsthand experience. Tell us about some of the new guys that you're now throwing the ball to and that will be this fall. Um, thoughts to uh, Andrew Unfair, Isaac Tesla, Tyrone Burden. Um, I know those three guys for sure. They transferred in. They've been doing a really good job. Had a really great spring, and so far they've been uh, 
then that room would just be iron shopping the iron. I mean, each and every day they come in, they're competing, they're getting better. Uh, also, they're being vocal in that room, talking to one another, addressing the team, holding each other accountable. So, all those guys to my program was a really big help. And I feel like they'll help us uh, in the season as well. How's your man Landon looking there today? You know, that guy on the other side of the ball. Is he, you got him dressed up sharp? Is he ready to go? Yeah, he, he ready to go. He also had a great spring here. Yeah. I hope we're not losing him. Making it in the right car, all them same plays. He took on that leadership role for us to be lined as well. So, um, the screen probably the role he stepped up and being able to be that guy that the D line can look up to and go to for questions or uh, he got, he got all the answers. Yeah. Has he got time to chat with us? Is he, is he nearby? Yes, he does. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, 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 one just take him one question at a time today, baby. Nah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Not one game at a time today. It's one question at a time. Good morning. Morning, Landon. Uh, we appreciate you making some time for us this morning. I think I heard Sam Pittman probably say your name about 20 times during the spring. Uh, he's mentioned you being one of the most improved, if not the most improved, defensive guys. What, what's changed, man? What, what's what's going to change this upcoming season where you could explode? Uh, I think just my confidence within my abilities. Uh, I've been studying a lot more film, studying myself. And, uh, I mean, really just going my hardest every day. Landon, speaking of confidence, you were confident enough to get on one knee about a week or so ago. Kind of take us through that, the engagement, and uh, were, were you nervous before it? But obviously she said yes. Yeah. No, I was a little nervous, but uh, she's been my girl for about, I'd say, five years, so I knew it was the right time. I love her, love her family, so I just made it happen. Okay. She got a Pleasant Grove with you, or did you meet her in Arkansas? No, she, she actually went to New Boston, which is uh, – High school about 20 minutes away. Okay. Oh. Was this one of them deals you had to invite the whole family, photographer? That, I mean, you know, engagements are a lot different than when, when you know, old guys like us grew up. <laughs> yeah, just about. We were all in Destin. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make it Facebook official or Instagram official or something anymore. But you go up in Texarkana. What what was that like? Take take us back to to your early days and, and growing up there in that border town. Man, it was great. Uh, small town, not a whole lot to do. But uh, I I went to high school where all we did was work. So I mean we I mean everything was just football. All throughout the summer we're going to the football uh, the what's it called the field just running seven on seven. And then, uh, besides that, I mean, just really fish. <laughs> Did you say fish? Yeah. Well, gosh. Tell us about that. And just pond hopping, going on the lakes. Just just about all there is to do in that area. Yeah. Uh, that, that's kind of what we like to do. He needs to go out. to Gaston's. Yeah, we got to get him up to Gaston's with us and take, take him yeah. Landon, you have a unique perspective where you, again, you started your career at LSU. That's where you initially committed mm-hmm. and signed out of high school. And then you came to Arkansas. Now, of course, Texarkana is not too far from Fayette. But what, what was Coach yeah. Pittman's pitch to you when you entered the portal? And how did you ultimately decide to end up in Fayetteville? Yeah, it'll be the how close it is to home. You know, I, I basically grew up an Arkansas boy, so I, I've always had a love for the Hogs. And, uh, I mean, I came up here and fell in love. So I had to make the decision, and I just felt like this was the right place. And I can't remember between you and, and Dwight, who committed first, but y'all were both at LSU. Did you have conversations with him? It's like, hey, man, this is, a, this is a great place. You should think about it. What, what was that like? I did. I committed, I want to say, two weeks before him and his official was my first week on campus so I went with him and everything and uh, I had a good feeling that he was going to end up coming here because he liked it just as much as me and uh, so he ended up making the decision I want to say about two weeks after Okay. Now for those who don't know Landon you got a little brother uh, that's I think Uh uh, maybe is he a junior right now? Uh, Yes he's going going into his junior season Okay. Uh, Does he have so you have some aspirations to play some college ball, I would assume. I'm, I'm assuming you might have pitched him once or twice to maybe come to Fayetteville. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, I'm, I, stress, I stress he needs to go see as many places as possible, but I always uh, tell him that I personally feel like this is the best place for him. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Well, you got pretty fir- uh, you got pretty firsthand experience, Landon. I know you guys. I uh, got a lot of stuff you want to do today, so I, I want to mm-hmm. close on this. Travis Williams, your new defensive coordinator, uh-huh. uh, got the same uh, different setup there. What has that been like since he came in? Uh, we keep hearing the word energy around Coach T. Will. Yeah. What has that been like with Coach? Man, I mean, he brings energy every day. He gets everybody going, makes everybody happy to be there. I mean, starting with the meetings, we're in there and listening to music and then starting with the prayer, and then he just has energy for the whole day. And, I mean, he makes it fun to be there and makes us all enjoy it. Have you done a rap session with him yet? (laughs) No, I have not. Might need to get in there at some point. I know you guys have a (laughs) studio. Well, Landon, again, you – you you rock it, KJ. We really appreciate y'all making some time for us. I know y'all are going to have some fun making the rounds, and uh, appreciate you guys all joining the Morning Rush, man. Yes, sir. It was good getting to speak with you. All right, Lana Jackson, KJ Jefferson, the Rocket, Rocket Sanders, all on their way here to the Grand Hyatt, and we're on Radio Row. They'll be uh, they'll be joining us here in the hotel here pretty soon. Looking forward to visiting with all those guys and Coach Pittman. Uh, Chuck, what'd you hear there? What what stood out? Well, I had to laugh because I've been in that car before. And um, I could hear Coach Pittman doing an interview with somebody else, I think, on the yep. phone while you, we were talking to, while you guys were talking to them. And that's just kind of how it goes. It's a pack ride, and there are an enormous number of media requests from all kinds of outlets today. And most of them this morning are from radio stations. And so, um, yeah, I, look, those guys, they're still kids, and I know they play it cool. But I also know they're excited. I know their families are excited for them. Their parents are going to be watching them on TV today. It's going to be a big deal. And um, I'm happy they get to enjoy it. Yeah, you're going uh, to have a lot to lot to do today. It's going to be a... It's going to be a fun one for those guys. And hopefully we'll get a chance to maybe catch up with some them on halftime as well, Tommy. You've also got the two best nicknames in college football today. Kool-Aid McKistory and Rocket Sanders. Yeah, so. That's... Uh, it's on the dock, and I know a bunch of people will be right on the heels of Bumper Pool. Yeah, right on the heels of Bumper Pool, man. <laughs> this podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.